Yes. Welcome to the Grow Love Live podcast, weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel, love like family, and live on mission in the everyday stuff of life. I'm Matt Carlson, and I'm here with Dom Nencio. What's up, Dom? How's it going? It's going good, man. Are you uh, you feeling encouraged today? Why? <laughs> what do you want to say to me, Matt? <laughs> you know, uh, Dom, not to give you a big head or anything, but oh, man. Um, Brace for impact. God loves you. Wow. <laughs> you know, thanks for the preface of, I definitely didn't want to know I'm like super loved by God. So thanks for the preface of like, you're right. I could have got a big head if you would have not put that in there. Yeah. We got to be careful. You know, we don't want to encourage people too much and say too many kind things about them because they might, their heads might just get uncontrollably large. I might just go on like a sinning spree or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So today's topic that we want to talk about is encouragement and affirmation and all that good stuff. Come on. You know, Dom, I mean, you brought it up just before we started this. We've known each other, you know, many years in ministry. Many moons. Many, many moons. Um, and this uh, this idea, I think we've had conversations about this before, this idea of encouraging and aff- affirming one another. It's interesting how it works in the church and in Christian circles. And, and I think we've had a lot of similar experiences and stuff. But today we want to talk about... Uh, this idea of encouragement and affirmation. And I think the church and many Christians, I would say people in general, but many Christians are allergic to affirmation. Mm. Okay. I'm going to tell the basic, let me just start this out with a story. Dude, story time with Matt. Story time with Matt. Um, do we have a jingle for that? No. Story time. <laughs> the... I don't know if you noticed this before, you know, but uh, I was having lunch with a friend not too long ago, and I just got done preaching. Um, so I think we were having lunch on a Monday or Tuesday or something like that. And I just got done preaching on Sunday, and I got together, had some lunch, and in the middle of the conversation, they wanted to give me some feedback, or I don't know, but it came up like, hey, the, the sermon yesterday that you preached, and uh, you know, we were talking about it, and the the disclaimer happened where, and this is so classic, where somebody wants to give me some encouragement or affirm something that I did, but they feel, <laughs> they feel they, they have to put the, the, the needed caveat in there and it always happens. They'll put, they'll say, Hey man, okay. So not to give you a big head or anything. Mm. Okay. It always starts with that statement. So then you're ready. Yeah. Then I'm ready. You're, you're <laughs> rightly placed and humbled and okay. Now I'm in a posture to receive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so they'll, they'll say, they'll start with the disclaimer, not to give you a big head or anything, but man, like great job yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to deflate you and then inflate you just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. And I'm not saying, Oh, I get, I get praised all the time. Like it just, it happens all the time. And I'm even guilty of this where I want to give some encouragement or somebody wants to give me an encouragement. And then they, there's always that stupid disclaimer about the size of my head. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like what's the deal with people preceding compliments with the disclaimer? Like, I don't want you to get the big, a big head or anything, but you know, great job. And, uh, 
I wonder, my question is, I wonder why people feel the need to include that. I mean, why not just give a sincere compliment or appreciation? Like, why, why curb it with this nonsense about the size of my head? Why, is it, why does that matter? <laughs> well, just to go on record, not to give you a big head, Matt. <laughs> but you don't have a big head. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, have you, have you encountered that too? Oh, for sure. Yeah, not not to give you this big head, but like when you said this or did that or prayed for this, mm-hmm. like God really showed up and did something or that was really profound in my life. And so... You're, yeah, you kind of are sitting there trying to go like, I think I get what they're saying. I, I think, what, what, what do you think they are trying to say? I think it's coming from this posture of like, in the Christian world, like we, we have to stay humble. Like a quick Google search right now of just like how to give a compliment and receive a compliment. Yeah. Like just from the marketplace world is like, be humble and get ready to receive and smile, but don't take all the credit for it. And yeah. You know, oh, it's, Oh, it's a team effort. And <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, I definitely had a part in it, but it, you know, I'm just one of many that made that happen. And, and so I think it, I think the disclaimer is so you get in a posture to go like people are trying to call out something good in you, mm-hmm. but we don't, we're not well versed and, and equipped to, to know how to do that. And so it's like, I don't want you to be, um, I don't want you to have a big ego about this. And I don't want you to, to, to discredit like God's work in and through you. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say like, great job on that sermon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, you really taught the word of God. And for whatever reason, like I heard that well, you know, so, so that's the disclaimer. Sure. I can't just be like, Matt, way to go in studying and listening and like God spoke in and through you and that brought clarity and way to be a vessel like for, for him. And just thank you. I want to call that goodness in out of you from a place of identity. Mm. Um, not what you said saved me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah, I think we're looking to ascribe worth to something and we don't want to be like, I'm a worshiper of Matt when he preaches, you know, yeah. when Dom sings that song, that's the only time I can hear that. So not to give you a big head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it almost, it uh, dilutes kind of what the compliment is. I think it waters it down almost. So, I mean, I can understand, I think of, you know, why are we afraid of giving or receiving affirmation? I mean, we want, like what I hear you saying, Dom, and I agree, we don't, we don't want people to become arrogant. Sure. Because we, we live in a world where there's so many arrogant like, people posturing, like putting themselves out there and look at me, how awesome I am. Uh, we don't want people to be full of themselves. We don't want them to get a big head, you know, because I think the belief that's there is that if we are too liberal with our praise, with our compliments, with our affirmation, it's going to trigger pride. It's going to trigger conceit. And those are bad things. Agree. And so we don't want to do that. Uh, but I wonder how much, how much of that, that of us not wanting those things I mean, how much of that is actually our job description? You know, because I, I think I wonder how much of, of, of it, of doing that is ultimately connected you know, to us usurping the spirit's role. Mm. You know, I mean, we want to keep people humble. And that assumes that we believe that we have the power to do that. We can't, we can't speak too highly or to, to, 
to praise, like whatever is, you know, whatever is praiseworthy. I mean, if there's, there's something that is good, we want to talk about it. We want to praise it, but we, we curb it and we, we dilute it. And we put all of these um, constraints and disclaimers and caveats on it because we're trying to manage the outcome and the result of that. And really what I'm thinking and what I'm su- suggesting is that that's the, the Holy Spirit's role. The Holy Spirit's role is he's the one who will, who will manage the size of our head, right? Hmm. Uh, and so it, it could, I mean, I think in, in many ways we, when we do this, it's, we're overstepping our, you know, the boundaries and we're getting into the job description of the Holy spirit. Our job is to, to speak truth and, and life and to, to affirm. And there's so much, uh, there's power in our words sure. and there's so much, such an opportunity for that. And we are all really starving to know like how, how are we doing here? And God has designed it in such a way that we would as people and in the context of community and relationship, be able to call out and affirm those things and to, to, um, to bless and to say, thank you for the, for that gift. That was amazing. Well, I think it's interesting you use the word called out and that's what I was thinking of is so part of calling when, you know, and this could be a totally other podcast, but part of the, the, the gift of being generous with our words and our encouragement. One is as a believer, when we're rooted in the gospel, we want to speak to identity first. Hmm. So God is generous and lavish in what he says about us. Right. So freedom in Christ ministries is a big thing that we do here at Seacoast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, love and find a lot of freedom in life and in, in that. And so there's, you know, Neil Anderson has this list of here's these statements of who you are. So you're a child of God, you're beloved, like he, just all these things. And God's not prefacing with, Hey, I don't want you guys to go crazy, Careful. but you're <laughs> alive in Christ. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh, no. <laughs> not, not to go crazy, but I've given you a spirit of adoption that you you can now call me dad. <laughs> But don't get too crazy with calling me Abba, okay? That's mm. just, you You can have that in the arsenal, but just, <laughs> that's, you know, fire with caution. Like, yeah. no, he's lavish in what he, he, he expresses. His, he's, he's not holding back, so he's mm. unrestrained at speaking to our newness and our identity. And then the other piece is that when I'm doing that and living in that and rooted in that, so if I see something in you, Matt, or some, you see something in me or in our community, part of calling when we talk about it, the way I understand calling is, um, you know, we talk about that as like, what's God calling me to or this job? Should I take this job or not? But the calling piece is we call out stuff in each other. So mm. when you're doing something, if that's like the way God's wired you and hardwired you and gifted you in that, as believers and as a body, we look at each other and affirm that in you and go like, Matt, for whatever reason, God's wired you in such a sweet way that when you think and study and extrapolate scripture and culture and exegete what's going on, Hmm. you do such a great job of putting those together and presenting good news in a way that now I can receive that. So I praise God for that. And I want to affirm that in you to Hmm. keep going down that direction. You know, conversely, it's like, I think of like American Idol, right? So mama said I'm a good singer, but now I'm in front of Simon and all of a sudden (laughs) the news hits that everybody else knew just didn't have, like they didn't love me enough to say you actually can't sing. (laughs) So it's news to me, right? So now it's like, here's a panel calling out 
that's not your gig, bro. Like, <laughs> go do something else. That's not you. And in an encouraging way, we can do that. It's we're one. We want to appeal to identity. This is who you are. Now, mm-hmm. what you do, we can call out in you and say, like, we affirm that, or it's something else. It's actually over here, and that's a beautiful thing when it helps us like have a lane to navigate the way God's wired us to be and express our our newness. Like, I think that's where life comes when we can be really unrestrained in our encouragement. Yeah, call out the good in you. Call out the good. I mean, so. The- I love what you're saying that we are, we have an opportunity to speak identity. Um, when we call out what we see and cause we have blind spots, you know, a lot of times we think of blind spots as those things of like, there's something that I do that is bothering that negatively affects the people around me. And I have no idea about it. You know, the classic example would be like, I mean, bad breath is one of those things. It's kind of weird that we can't smell our own breath. <laughs> This is really quick parentheses here. I mean, every now and then I, I get a whiff of it. And I'm like, whoa, like, but like, why can't on a normal basis? I just do a breath check and smell my own breath. That's so weird. We need others, Dom. We need community. Dude. <laughs> if that's an appeal for community, I've ever heard one. No, we think of blind spots as the bad things, but we also, there's, there's potential and there's, sure. there's things that are in our blind spots that we don't see about ourselves that we need to be affirmed and confirmed by community. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that God designed it to work. And the way that we can love one another and love one another well as family is to speak out and to say, you know, if you see something, you say something. And to say it in a way that it's obviously it's glorifying God because that was his idea, but it's also building that person up. You know, in, sure. in Ephesians 4, you know, Paul is writing about the church ministering, using the gifts that God has given to the church for the church to build each other up. And a big part of that is speaking the truth in love. And the truth in love is not just, oh, dude, you're like, you're lame, but I love you. You know, you've got bad breath, but I love you. <laughs> you want a mint? Are you sure? <laughs> I love you. Yeah. It's, it's the truth. And it, the truth is in Jesus, you know, and so it's speaking out. It's speaking Christ to one another. And what, what, what do I see in you? Uh, what are the ways in which Jesus expresses himself through you? I want to call that out because we need more of that. We don't, it's not less of you and more of Jesus. It's no, it was God's idea to be all of you and all of Christ unified and, and expressed. And what are those things that those ways in which that, that Dom uniquely expresses that? Like I want to, I want to participate in that, in what God is doing in your life and call that out and to cultivate and nurture that. I think of so identity. I think of um, the confidence that we we have, our character, the convictions, all of that stuff. Um, our ways are things that get formed over time by the the affirmation and the confirmation of a community. For sure, especially in like again for a calling standpoint or the discovery process. You know, with in the discovery process of just the Christian life or just life in general, it's you're looking for trusted people around you who love you enough to sort of steer and guide you. So mm-hmm. there takes a lot of risk to say, I'm going to step out and try that. So for me, I never wanted to be in vocational ministry ever, mm. like <laughs> nothing about it. And there's nothing about my personality that loves being on a stage. And so it's really funny that I went to like a public <laughs> school teacher teaching in front of 54 kids in a classroom with instruments in their hands. Mm-hmm. 
not in my DNA at all. (laughs) (laughs) And then being on a church, you know, in some churches were multiple thousands of people, Mm -hmm. you know, over the course. And so now it's been hundreds of thousands of people over time proclaiming good news in front of them. And that would be the last place I would ever put myself <laughs> like ever. I've seen you. I've seen you uh, wiggle and squirm your way out of little affirmation moments. That one time we were up at Hume Lake and the speaker said, hey, guys, <laughs> let me tell you what it, we were. So we were. So context, Dom, he's, he's asked to, you know, pretty often go up and lead worship at, up at Hume Lake for these conferences and stuff. And we were up there one time for a men's retreat mm-hmm. and uh the speaker at some point had over had heard you playing guitar just during sound check yeah something. noodling around and uh during the the session during the the main meeting at some point he's like dom why don't you guys come up why don't you come up here and then he's like he told the all the guys in the room several hundred men <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what boys this guy right here this is the best guitar player i ever heard <laughs> go ahead go ahead play something play <laughs> <laughs> And then you, you killed it. It was awesome. And it was, but it was so funny just, uh, that, that moment. I mean, that's an awkward moment for, for sure. It can be an awkward moment for a lot of people. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I've seen you, you wiggle and squirm away from that at times. Uh, but it's good. I mean, I think it, it's important for So, I mean, there's two parts of this. There's giving affirmation, but there's also the ability to receive it and to know that God is voicing his, his, his words of affirmation are often being voiced through the community around me mm-hmm. and it's okay to receive that. And in fact, it, the humble thing to do is not to, ah, no, no, it's all God. It's like, like you mentioned earlier, like team effort. Like <laughs> sometimes just, it takes humility just to receive. Yeah. I've learned throughout the years of, you know, so the discovery process to eventually being like without having a big head air quotes, Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not stubborn or prideful to say I'm a good guitar player. Mm. In the discovery process, it was, but there's been enough affirmation and confirmation during the discovery process where now expressing it, it's like I'm good at that. There's not mystery behind that. That's not a prideful statement. That's I'm good. At, that doesn't mean I'm the best at it. Just means I'm competent in what I've done, and yeah. I better have been after playing for 27 <laughs> years or whatever it is now. Mm. If I wasn't, and I was like that discovery process long time ago, people would have been like, yeah, that's not for you, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and there's plenty of things in the discovery process that I've figured out not good at. Sure. Either through self-discovery or the help of people who love me enough to do that. Are there things that, that you in the discovery process have deemed as I'm not good at this and you've shied away from, but people have said, no, Dom, you are good at this. I think that's why I'm still on a stage in front of people. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've shared the story before a a buddy in seventh grade, we're playing for like a school talent show, right? Nirvana, come as you are. Come on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a good buddy, Jordan. And he, uh, he said like, we didn't have a singer. So by default, I was like, well, I'm playing guitar. I guess I'll sing, but I've never tried singing in my life. And he goes, like during soundcheck, he's like, Tommy, you, you can't sing. And so in that, you, you fast you forward. You cannot. You cannot sing. Mm. Like, like, So in that, there was years of going. He was going to make sure your head was not big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's, so the power of a seventh grader, he didn't know. But for years, if music and capacity was rooted in identity, 
all of a sudden mm-hmm. I can't do that. So by default, I would always be like, I know I'm a good guitar player, but I'm not a singer. Well, why? Well, because that mm-hmm. seventh grade voice that I heard yeah. deflated, you know wow. what I mean? And so, but over the years been way more affirmation of like, I love it. Love your voice. Like, it's so great. Like, and I could hear that uh, and I have heard that, but you still not exaggeration it. tens of thousands of times, mm. but I can still hear the seventh grade voice and be like, Oh, mm. shoot. So, so it's like, Oh man, that's working against me all the time. Mm. So in the discovery process, I would have been like, Oh, I'm not a singer, mm. <laughs> but there's been so much affirmation and confirmation in that. Yeah. That, uh, it's kind of like the reluctant person up in front, but going like, God, this is what you've equipped me to do. You mm. know, if he said, go away from that today, I'd be like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> 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 you know, but, um, interesting though. Why? Why would I be like, okay, all yeah, why would that feel like a relief? Because it was way more comfortable. So I think part of the discovery process, like I always think of like Elijah, Right. I think chapter 17 of first Kings, I think it is maybe second Kings. You can fact check it. Let me know. Tara, fact check that please. Thanks. <laughs> Mom, let me know. <laughs> Train up a child. And when they're... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's this, there's this moment he's, he's on Mount Carmel and he's, he's defeated all these bail prophets. Like he's kicked butt and taken names mm. and he's doing it in a big way. And then the very next chapter, you see him running from Jezebel and he's like retreating under a tree crying like by a lake and God's got to bring birds to bring him food. Mm. And so in some ways I think of that as like the Sunday and Monday experience Wow, of, yeah. of like Sunday is like, yeah, like we're, you know, slayed it. we're slated and we're going after it and we're bringing the gospel and we're like bringing good news and we're like, we're battling and we're going to war and then spiking Bibles, chest bumps. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Come on, baby. And then that Monday experience of like the defeat, Mm. I'm just like, oh man, I just want to retreat and I want to hide and like I suck. And one negative comment. Yeah. <laughs> I just defeated hundreds of bail prophets <laughs> and then one person was mad at me and that email. Re- yeah. yeah, that <laughs> retreat and hide. <laughs> <laughs> and God, can you bring birds to bring me food? Mm. So so I think, you know, the question of like why, I think there's a sense of like, yeah, it's comfortable, it's safe. It's risky, which is goes back to the beauty of affirmation and confirmation mm. of people is like we're people are risking and trying. I love watching like for us, like high school leaders, they're volunteers, they're only a few years outside of high school and they're saying yes to God and they're not even maybe sure what that means, but they're like, I'm willing. Mm. And so it just takes one comment to go like, man, that message sucked <laughs> versus like Versus going like, man, I loved like, I loved you saying yes mm. and taking a risk and trusting God and you're enough and you have what it takes and here's areas we're going to help you refine that. Yeah. That's a very different process to, to help people discover and be encouraged in that and find their lane. So I don't know if that makes sense. But no, that makes a lot of sense. And it's cool because what I heard you say is that there was a step in seventh grade, that voice um, kind of made a declaration over you and shaped like, okay, I guess that's my identity. And 
and it's been this un, kind of the undoing of that. So it's, it's kind of cool how God uses the affirmation, the confirmation and community, the way we can speak truth and love and life over one another to undo, to kind of control Z, all of those falsehoods that were declared over us sure. and to bring healing. So there's like, I love that, that picture of healing and redemptiveness that happens by us being willing to step out and to, to speak affirmation over someone. Okay. One of the things I want to make sure that we, um, say here is that this is different than flattery, (laughs) right? For sure. I mean, what would you say is the the difference we're talking about? Because flattery is one thing. And then this, this idea of speaking, affirming and giving, giving heartfelt compliments and stuff. That's another, what, what would be the difference? Mm. I think I, I think one is again, appealing to the sense of identity and one is the sense of like false and like obligatory. Yeah. Like walking, you know, so the classic like Sunday thing is like, I walk by and go like, Oh, there's Matt. And he just preached. I should probably say like, Hey dude, good job. (laughs) 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 Versus, versus I think the, the, I think of this guy, Howard, he mentored me when I was, uh, my first job in ministry was an associate pastor and small Baptist church, 150 people. And he came up and gave me a gift one time and it was, and I was like, Howard, no, I can't take this. And in that moment, he's like, you need to learn how to receive a gift. Mm, come on, Howard. <laughs> and he said, you know, we've been thoughtful, prayerful, listening to God. And this is our response to us being obedient and faithful. Wow. And you not taking this gift is like (laughs) hindering (laughs) us, like being obedient and there's blessing for us to be able to give this to you, you know, and Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, like you just need to learn how to say thank you and receive that. So I say that story because that I think is encouragement and speaking truth. And that as a, you know, young twenties pastor, like learning to just go like, okay, there's more behind this. Yeah. There's thoughtfulness, there's prayerfulness, there's listening to the spirit. There's a sense of responding to a real need that they didn't even know that we had been praying about and never voiced to anybody and the spirit of God equipping them and resourcing them in a way that could bless us. Hmm. That's encouragement. <laughs> Flattery would have just been like, let me throw a 20 at you or something. Like, I, I, you know. how, yeah. would, how would you distinguish the two? I think flattery is kind of, it's like self-seeking. It's like, hey, man, you're so great. It's, and I really want you, I want you to like me. And so I'm going to give you some, some feel-good stuff. Mm. Versus I see something in you that God placed in you and the way that you are leaning and living out your gift is blessing me in these ways. You know, so I, I think flattery just feels cheap. It feels like a cheap substitute of what our, what we actually really need. Yeah. It's, and it's sincere, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we want someone and we need someone to, to call out the goodness that they see in us, that God has placed there. Uh, Proverbs 27, two says, let another praise you and not your own mouth, <laughs> a stranger and not your own lips. And so this is another thing, too, is that we spend so much time trying to puff ourselves up to make ourselves, uh, 
I don't know, for people to think well of us. And so a lot of times there's, there's that temptation to talk about our, about our own greatness and Hey, look at me, me, that, you know, the classic me monster. (laughs) And, you know, again, nobody likes that because that's just not the way that God designed it to work. He designed us to need affirmation, confirm confirmation. And he's given us the ability to bring that to others as well. And so it's just kind of a really cool picture of, of how we can love like family and to speak truth and how that is a part of the process of us growing up in Christ and to, to come to see who we are in him, to have our identity reinforced, reminded, and uh, to be grown, to grow up understanding who God, who God created us to be because we need others in our lives to call that out. For sure. Uh, yeah. So any final words before you wrap this episode? I think the final words are this is uh, we were just talking before we pressed record and just looking at Paul's example in, in a lot of his letters in, in the new Testament, he, he, his preface of gen, of encouragement, he doesn't have any preface mm. in every beginning of it. It's, I thank God for you. Like I church mm. church and wherever you're at insert, yeah, the blank right there. It's like you're great. We love you. I love this Second Thessalonians. He says we ought to think always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love you have for one another is increasing. So he doesn't say ah, church and Thessalonica. Like here's the deal, not to give you a big head, but you guys are growing more in love with yeah. one another. Like. He's just going for it. And so he does that in all his letters. And then at the end of them, like I'm looking at Ephesians right now, and he calls out people. Mm. Just calls them by name, and he gives specific things. I love that. And he's even saying, like, here's why I'm sending this person to you. So, you know, the end of Ephesians, he's saying, my dear brother is a faithful servant in the Lord and will tell you everything that's going on so you know what I'm doing. And I'm sending him for this very purpose, that you may know who we are and that he may encourage you. It's like, here's this guy, he's my best encourager, mm. and I'm going to send him <laughs> to encourage you. <laughs> and so you know what's happening, and all these other, like the, the rest of the letter makes sense. So you can walk as children in light, and you can know the height and depth and riches that God has mm. loved you. And so I just love Paul's example. It's not a new one. And so in closing, I would just say, let's be generous with the way that God's been generous in affirming us and encouraging us in the spirit and in the Lord, Mm. let's model that. And we should be like the ambassadors and the champions of encouragement um, because we've received so much in Christ and you never know what that word's going to do. There's a seventh grader somewhere right now who just needs a high five to say Mm. way to go. And he's going to be, or she's going to be a boss for the kingdom. Come on. No, that's so good. It's so good. I think the world is long on criticism and short on encouragement. So we have a fantastic, phenomenal opportunity to use our words, our tongues to bring life and to speak truth over people and help them see what they may not see. And I wonder how many discouraged people there are that are out there right now, even in our own sphere, in our own context, who just need that, that reminder of here's who you are. Here's who I see God in you expressing himself. And so that's good. Lose the preface people. 
Lose it. Let's stop caring about the size of people's heads. Let the Holy Spirit um, <laughs> take that one, uh, take control over that one. Instead of giving us a bigger head, you know, encouragement actually gives us a bigger heart. Come on. And we need that. Amen. Come on. All right. That does it for this episode of Grow, Love, Live. And uh, oh, we'll see you next time, man. Okay. Love you, bro. Love you too. Thank you.